You are listening to Mobcast Radio, brought to you by the Mob Nation, a national alliance of mom-owned businesses. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to Mobcast Radio. My name is Gwen Montoya. I am the COO of the Mob Nation. Thank you so much for being here. If you are a listener and you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. It helps us reach new audiences. And speaking of reaching new audiences, I want to read a really sweet review that we received. If you haven't left us a review, please do so. Again, it helps us reach new audiences and lets people know what the podcast is about. So um, the review says, as a Mob Alliance member, it is great to hear the directors talk in a podcast format. So many amazing topics already in the first few episodes. If you are a mom and a business owner, you should totally listen to this podcast. And you totally should listen to this podcast. So thank you so much for being here. And I'm joined by my fabulous co-hosts. That review is so sweet. I love that. Um, I am Aria Lighty, and I am the founder and CEO of The Mob Nation. Hey, y'all. I'm Maury Holt, and I'm the vice president of membership for The Mob Nation. So today we're going to be talking about direct sales, kind of do's and don'ts, and getting some really great insider information from Aria and Maury because I am the only mob director ever who has never done direct sales. Um, the opportunity just never presented itself and it's just never been a thing that I've done. But I have had clients in direct sales and I have the biggest soft spot in the world for direct sales ladies because I know how hard they work and how frustrating it is to you know go up to somebody and say what you do and have them be over you before you even get to say anything else. Um, weirdly, it's something when I say that I'm a marketing strategist, or if I say I do SEO, sometimes I get the same look. So I have had that experience where somebody's eyes blaze over as soon as you say what you do and how frustrating and disappointing that is. So that's why I wanted this episode to sort of, you know, help anybody who's in direct sales who needs some support or some new ideas. Maybe they don't have a really great um, community support in their own direct sales community. Um, and Maury and Arya have both done direct sales. So I'm going to be asking them some questions and get ready to take some notes. Hey, uh, yes, I do have experience. I kind of call myself an accidental direct sales leader because my first experience with um, Unique, I actually bought it to get a discount on the mascara that I like fell in love with. And I actually had some of the like preconceived notions about what direct sales was and what the reps were like when I joined and I was like, I'm not going to talk about it. Like I even told my upline, like, don't think that I'm going to be <laughs> one of these people. I'm doing it so I can get a discount. Um, and then I just organically started talking about how much I loved it. And all of a sudden people were joining my team. People were buying stuff from my website just because of my like genuine excitement for it. And I actually got up to like the second from the top highest rank that you can get in the company um, within four months and was constantly being asked by all these leaders to do trainings on what I was doing and how that happened. And I was like, no, seriously, it's just because <laughs> I loved this product and was just talking about it genuinely and had done work with other businesses and built like that no like trust factor in other spaces so um 
I've also done it with One Hope and that kind of was the exact same thing. Wanted to get a discount on the wine and the next thing I know, <laughs> I have a big team underneath me. Uh, and I also love to work with direct sales leaders. A lot of my clients are um, leaders, top leaders within their companies. Yes. So my experience was a little bit different. Um, I was working my nine to five job at the airport and a woman um, drove, was, you know, renting a car and she handed me a card and she said, hey, if you ever want to make some extra money, let me know. The crazy thing is, is that I'm not the type of person that would have been open to those kind of opportunities at that time. But I was planning my wedding and I did need extra money. <laughs> like I really did need money. I was planning this destination wedding. And at the time, like our parents weren't able to help us at all. And so it was all on us. And I was like, oh, gosh, well, I've been praying about how I can make some extra money. Maybe this is the answer to my prayers. And I called the lady on the card. Um, Rachel, if you're listening, hey girl, um, cause we're, she's still a friend of mine. I called her, uh, she invited me to an event that they, they were doing for their team. And I showed up to the event. My um, now husband, then we were just engaged, came with me to the event. And, um, you know, after it was over, I was like, I think I'm going to do this. And, um, it did, it helped it paid for about 80% of our wedding, our destination wedding, which was a huge deal for us at the time, you know, as a young couple with a baby and again, parents that weren't able to necessarily be in support. Um, I, it was all new to me. I had no concept of it. So I didn't have necessarily a negative idea of it. I just didn't have any idea of what it was supposed to be. Um, It was able to be great for me. I learned so much. Um, and it really started my entrepreneurial journey. It really, um, I'm not in direct sales at this moment, but I credit the direct sales industry for opening up my eyes to the opportunities that were available and to what my life could be like um, outside of, you know, corporate America and, you know, just kind of grinding for um, for maybe the same pay, no matter how hard I worked you know, um, and in my direct sales business, I had the, you know, I had the option and the opportunity to make as much as I could, which I didn't have on my job. So, um, I have worked with two different companies and, um, both were amazing in different ways and I wouldn't trade the the experience for anything. And so, um, and to be clear, before we even go further, the mob supports, direct sales businesses. We get the question a lot. I get the question a lot about if we consider them real business owners and things of the like, if they are um, consultants or distributors or whatever um, that particular company wants to call them. And the answer is yes, we do. And (laughs) yes, we have plenty of members in our alliance that are um, direct sales associated and we support them with the same um, energy and vigor that we do anyone else. So just to put that out there and make that plain <laughs> before we go any further. <laughs> okay. Well, mm-hmm. now that you know Maury and Aria's backgrounds, um, I'm going to jump in with some questions because like I said, I'm the one who's never done this before. And so I'm going to let them share all of their knowledge and brilliance. So the first question I want to ask is, 
Is it more important to be yourself or to show up as a representative of whichever company that you're working for? I will answer that one because I <laughs> preach about this all the time, especially with my clients and within the Mob Alliance. You really have to build your own name instead of the name of the company. And there's, I mean, really that's for all business owners, but you are building yourself as the brand. And that is important because you can change roles, you can change companies, you can add different things to um, you know, supplement different businesses. You might become a speaker, an author with all of those different things that you've learned from your direct sales business. So you definitely want to build yourself and build that no like trust factor. Um, also, I think that everybody knows somebody that is within the industry and within the company, right? Like I know multiple people from pretty much every direct sales company. And so it's important that you're bringing out you, your personality, you're getting people to fall in love with you and want to support you and your business, not just talking about the products all the time and trying to like get people to want to support um, purchasing from you, like really just show in your in-person interactions, your networking style and your social media presence, like who you are and why they want to build a relationship with you. Absolutely. I'm going to piggyback on what Arya said getting to know you is going to be the difference because if there's 20 different places or 20 different people, they can get the exact same product from, because that's the thing with direct sales, right? Is that there's many people selling the exact same product in the exact same packaging, then what is going to set you apart and who you are is what is going to set you apart since the, it can't be through the product. So if you're only, if you're completely product led in all of your sharing and your marketing and your branding, if everything is product led, then you are amongst the other thousands of reps for that company, but there's only one you. And so that's a platform that you can stand on by yourself and shine and the spotlight is on you as opposed to being in a sea of other distributors. That's so good. I hope everybody took notes. So for those people who are maybe newer to direct sales or maybe they're one of the things I see sometimes in sort of um, when it comes up with questions is I'm kind of an introvert and I'm kind of shy. So how do I do this? I can't, I can't possibly do this because I'm shy or because I'm an introvert. So if you are, if somebody is shy or they are, they've never done anything like this before and they're ready to jump in, but they're not quite sure where to start, what, what would you suggest? Um, I would say, yes, there's going to be a, a part of you that is going to have to get out of your comfort zone, but also you guys find your people right? So whoever you are, there are people who relate to the truth of who you are. If you're an introvert, then you can talk about what it's like to be an introvert in a sales position. And there will be other introverts that are like, oh my gosh, yes. Like <laughs> they want you to do this big, huge event and that's and stand in front of everybody. That's not you. The people that relate to you, again, that will be your podium that you're standing on that draws those people to you because of who you are. So while yes, there are gonna be moments you have to step out of your comfort zone, you don't have to change who you are to find your customer. Um, and if you're shy or if you're new at it, 
It's okay to be shy. It's okay to be new. It's okay to be yourself in that position because you will still attract the people that relate to who you are and want to support you because of who you are. Yeah. And it, it really just goes back to what we're saying, what we've been saying. Like if you're yourself, you know, you don't really need to know anything except how to just show up authentically and organically and just, um, if I had followed the rules that some of my uplines had suggested for me, because after I started getting money and I was like, Oh, (laughs) this is like a thing. Then I started kind of like watching what they were doing, going to their trainings, because I was like, I'm making more than I'm paying myself from my brick and mortar businesses. And I have two locations and I'm working like five hours a week. So if I have like really put some effort into this, I could be making a lot of money. So I really, for a second there, was trying to kind of do what they were doing, but it just was not authentic. It didn't work for me at all. But if I had only focused on that and not jumped in just organically talking about it and being excited, um, then I wouldn't have had the success that I had. I probably would have given up pretty quickly because it just, it wasn't me. Agreed. Because people will be training, even successful people, um, people that are in your company who have been successful, their road to success isn't necessarily your road to success. Because if what they've done was authentic to who they are, they drew their people. But you trying to imitate them or just doing exactly what they're doing, well, she made this real, I'm going to make this same real. And, you know, but she's connecting with her people. The people that would normally connect with you that are already your followers or already your friends are confused because it looks like, you know, now it's a different personality. Like, who is this? So that's why you need to be yourself, even in, um, even, even in and through whatever training you receive, for sure. That's such a great way to put it, to always be yourself, even like to let, let that training, learn from the training and let it layer over you. But at the heart, you still have to be yourself. Absolutely. Um, what about when it comes to outreach? Because we've all received those direct, those um, direct messages that are all like, hey, girl, from strangers we've never met before who are calling us girl. So <laughs> obviously that's not the way to do it. But what do you guys recommend for somebody who needs to do outreach and doesn't want to be the hey, girl person? Can I just have a moment of confession? I've sent the Hey Girl message. No. <laughs> I, I know. I know. Things you find out about people that you love. <laughs> no, no. It's too late. You already love me and you can't give me back now. Because that was what we were trained to do. So in my first company, that was the training. And so here, here we're saying like, do not do this thing that certain companies That is exactly what they tell you to do. Now, here, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be even more transparent and say, now, I will, there is limits to this. I never sent it to a stranger. So I never, never like made a new friend on Facebook and then immediately hit them with the, hey girl, you know, like people I don't know, but I was the person like, oh, she was in my third grade class and we're friends now on Facebook and yeah. So do you want to buy, you know, so, but that's what we were trained to do, right? This hundreds list of every, every person you've ever met in your life and, and how you're going to either, you know, make them a customer or a, you know, or a team member. Right. Uh, 
So, so that's the difficult part because there will be some training even, and even stuff like, again, like I said, that worked for your uplines that may not feel genuine to you. And as I grew in the industry, I look back with, you know, a bit of shame on, on, on my Hey Girl days. Um, but I also know that people need to hear this because there, there was some success had in the Hey Girls. Like there are a lot of people now, and I think it was also years ago. And now people are more frustrated more quickly with the Hey Girls. But I got a lot of sales from those cold, because it's just like cold calling, right? I got a lot of sales from those and even pushed to a big promotion that I was working on with those kind of out of the blue, hey, so might you want to try? Um, but it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable to just keep looking for new random people to become your friends on social media and then hit them with this line. It's not a sustainable way to grow your network um, and connect with new people. You guys, authenticity and being genuine is the best way to grow your network. There are networking groups that the whole point of them <laughs> is, is for you to meet new people. Can you imagine like a whole place that is centered around. Now, um, I say that, but I also want you to think about the the concept of that. A networking group is not the same as a sales pool, right? So extending your outreach and extending your network and your community is not the same as every single person I meet is going to be my customer. And I'm going to make sure of it within the first five minutes that I come into contact with them. Uh, you guys, that is how that is how you become the person that people avoid. Um, and you don't want to be the person that people avoid. So build genuine connections, um, find networking groups, and actually network, as in make, uh, make friends, build relationships, make sure people know what you do without feeling, without them feeling like you're trying to make them your customer immediately. So you want them to know exactly who you are, exactly what you do. You want them to know who you are so they can fall in love with something about you, not just about your product. And then that's how referrals come. That's how when they do decide, hey, I really actually do need a meal replacement shake because I, I don't have time to make lunch and I just need to get one. Oh, Maury sells those. Like, I'm going to totally get it from her. She's so funny. She's so amazing. I love her. Like, I just want to hang out with her every single day of and my so life. so beautiful. And so <laughs> right. So once they remember everything they love about you. Um, but they know who you are, they know what you offer, but they also have good feelings about you. When they think of you, they don't get anxiety about how they have to turn you down. They don't, you know what I mean? Because those are things, that, real things that happen. Um, so yeah, that was the long answer to your short question, Gwen, about <laughs> outreach. Skip the hey girl, make some genuine connections, go to places that are built for connection and um, and maintain connection with people that aren't your customers, you know, whether they've you said no or whether you haven't even uh, broached the subject. Maintain those relationships because it, it's a ripple effect and you'll continue to grow your uh, outreach in that way. And I never hey girled 
a day in my life. So I never sent a cold message. And I think that it's important. I mean, Maury, you said that you are a hey girl, but you also said that it was people that you already had relationships with. So of course, that's why you saw success because they were like, oh, it's the beautiful, talented, hilarious <laughs> Maury that's sending this message. But I've never really sent cold messages. Um, it just wasn't something that felt good to me. And that was, that was the stigma that I carried around about what drug sales was. And so I was like, I'm not <laughs> going to be doing this. Um, and I've always been all about like attracting the clients, not chasing the clients. So I like to focus in my own businesses as well as when I'm talking to my clients, it's all about like attraction marketing and attraction marketing is really showcasing like oh my gosh, look at us living the dream. Look at us living the life. Like we're already doing this and we're having a great time versus like, you know, the people are like, please join my team. I need team members. I'm ready to bring 10 more people onto my team because nobody wants to join a leader that has to beg people to come on their team, right? Because that doesn't really showcase that you're making a ton of money or that you're doing really well with your business. Like just being out there, being successful, showcasing the different things that are fun and happening with your team is going to make people want to be a part of it and want to join. Um, so I would definitely recommend not begging people <laughs> to join the team. And you guys, let, before we go on to the next question, let me add, that's also the fake, oh, I'm so busy. I need more people to help me take care of this load. That, <laughs> like you're not fooling us. And we nice. all know that that's still the same, you know, team member pitch. And like um, Ari was saying, like, nobody wants to join a leader that has to beg people to be on their team. You know why? Because they know that then they will also <laughs> have to beg. Yep. Right. And so like they, they're joining just to become the beggar that they joined. And so, you know, you want to set an example, like Ari was saying, of having a great time, uh, at least make it look enjoyable if you're going to uh, want other people to join in. And you, you could take it one better and actually make it enjoyable, actually be living a life, you know, don't put something on social media. That's not true. That's not really how you're living. Don't falsify how much money you're making and what you're bringing in um, and what you're able to do with the money. Oh, I just paid this. I just got this. You know, if you're doing it, do it. We, like I, like I've said in other episodes, we celebrate, we celebrate wins, including indirect sales. Um, but just be integrity is important. Integrity is important when, um, you know, when you're dealing with any business and I think especially in direct sales. That's such a good point to make, but I didn't realize that that was a, a tactic. So I haven't seen that one. That's news to me, but yeah, I think integrity. Yeah. You'll, across, yeah, you'll notice. You'll notice that. <laughs> um, I think integrity across all businesses is so important because that's what people are buying into. So if you're not, if you don't have integrity, what they're buying into is not real and there's no way you're going to grow. Yeah. Just, that's not the way it works. Um, okay. So moving past the basics of Hey Girl, um, what are some social media do's and don'ts for direct sales? Because especially this past year, but also social media is such a powerful way to reach people, but there's also really good ways and really not so good ways. So I'll let you guys answer that question. I would say some of the good old do's and don'ts, you guys, there's going to be a ton of stock images that whatever company is going to send you. And it's easy to take those and just use those because, hey, they're already done and they're provided. But you guys, 
that same exact photo is being used by thousands of other people. So again, you're not standing out. It's not you. It's not, it's not you standing on your pedestal. It's you standing in the crowd when you're using those images. And so then someone has to, you have to wait for the luck of the draw for someone to pick you out of the crowd, as opposed to giving them the opportunity to see you shining on your pedestal. So um, even if, you know, theirs is all shiny and pretty, there's people that want to see the real you. As we just talked about sending cold direct messages, everybody hates that. Nobody's happy. Nobody's happy when you do that. Nobody's like, oh, yes, she finally, you know, this person I don't know finally came over here to sell me something. As we've talked about before, they probably know someone who sells it already. Or you're only posting about the products in the company. Like, even if you are making them, you know, like organic posts or you're using your own images, like only talking about the products. Like, I always say, look at your social media. Would you want to follow you? Like, are you providing anything exciting? Are you providing anything that is, you know, giving people value or reason to want to engage with you? Like, if not, then switch it up. Like it's called social media, not billboard media. So it's not there just for you to constantly be in people's faces. And if you're only talking about the shakes or the wine or the mascara, how does that give people any time to engage with you or to, you know, ask questions or, um, interact. And, um, I've always heard that the 80, 20 rule. And I think that that's just a simple way to start that only really 20% of your posts should be straight up marketing. And that includes like we are saying, like posting something inspirational and at the end is like a call to action. That's like, if you too would like to be a part of enjoying slept, if you, yeah, (laughs) right. If you want to lose 10 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then it's like, they're like getting engaged and they're like, Damn it. <laughs> I still love the sales post after all. You had me halfway. You had me read this caption and like this post. And then it really was just to get me to join your team or to buy this like supplement that is the reason for this life-changing experience that you're talking about. Would you watch television if it was all commercials? Like ask yourself, that's what you're doing essentially. If you all you do is talk about your product. You're making your show, your your their whole experience with you is all commercials. No one would do that. We like uh, go when we're looking in the you know on demand. Oh, this is the movie without interruptions. <laughs> like we specifically go out of our way to avoid that. So, would you really watch something that was all commercials? And the answer is no. So, don't be an endless commercial. I see that in coaching all the time like the coaching people like it's and honestly I think the coaching people are equally as frustrating as the direct sales people who aren't doing it very well (laughs) to be honest and I say that as somebody who does coaching stuff but yeah and like you were saying like the the commercials right if you're scrolling you have so much more content to look at than an ad so if I see somebody who starts to veer into that like this is actually an ad it's not a real post I don't actually care I'm just gonna like pretend to care and try to sell you something I'm just going to scroll. And the next time I see that face, I'm going to scroll faster. Right. And because you gave them nothing to engage with, then that doesn't have the algorithms on your side either. Like that's why after a while your posts start to get less and less engagement because you're not giving them anything to want to engage with or interact with. Yes, 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 yes. 
Getting towards the end of the episode, why do you think direct sales has a bad rap? I think that, you know, you hear a lot of people say, oh, it's so predatory or um, things of that nature. And that hasn't been my experience, but um, the idea that some leadership, you know, the poor leadership that pass on their desperation, right? And in that desperation, they um, can convey like, oh, it's going to be so easy. Like, if you just do what I tell you to do or do exactly what I did, you're going to have this result. And um, so having enough instances of leadership that is willing to inflate the truth or, you know, uh, really present it as something that is uh, a cakewalk. Like all you have to do is follow step one, two, and three, and then you're going to be on your way to a six-figure income. Along with like, remember, do you guys remember when that um, that meme was going around? Like 80% of women who make six-figure incomes are do it through direct sales. And it wasn't even true, but... <laughs> But it was going around. And it, of course, like if you're in direct sales and you thought it was true, it's a great blurb, you know, but just um, I think that it gets a bad reputation because of those things, because of um, the low and high expectation, the low expectation of the effort that is required and the high expectation of the result of low effort. And so people being more genuine about what it takes, um, it would would change things. Because you guys, if we're being honest, in all businesses, there's a failure rate for people in every business industry, right? Um, it's just that uh, people feel like people's eyes are more open when they're going like into the restaurant industry. A lot of restaurants fail. A lot, a lot of restaurants fail, right? Or don't don't make it, don't aren't able to stay around a long period of time. But people know going in that it's going to be hard work. They're going to have to put in long hours. They're going to, you know, and that's the difference is that expectation of high effort, knowing that it's going to take a lot um, versus sometimes people go into direct sales thinking that it's not going to be a lot of work at all, but they're still going to have this uh, great outcome. There really has been this, story, just like you were saying about how easy it is and you get rich really quick. So of course that's going to attract a lot of people. And like you said, people love to bring up the failure rate of direct sales businesses. Like they love when they're being really rude online to direct sales business owners. They love to bring that up and they love to equate that to the predatory myths about the industry, but it's a super low investment, right? Like it, so of course it's going to attract people who aren't actually ready to be in business and they don't know. And if Starbucks franchises were $99 to start, there would be a lot of people freaking jumping in and then realizing that business actually isn't for them. You know, like it's 99 bucks. What do you have to lose for starting this? And people go in with those stories that they've been sold or, you know, or people do start with that $99 to get the discount or, or whatever else. But all of that is like, put into that failure rate. Like this many people joined direct sales businesses, but only this many, you know, were successful at it. So you have to really think about all of the different things that go into why that quote unquote failure rate is so high. Like a lot of people are just doing it for the 
discounts. Well, they get added into that. And people don't, like you said, give them the expectation about, it has to be treated just like every other business. Like you have to go in, you have, it takes work, it takes investment, it takes showing up and um, figuring it out. It's not just you make six figures instantly as soon as you spend that $99. Yeah, I really think one of the things that gets that I, as somebody who's never done direct sales and has not ever been tempted to do it, but really enjoy the direct sales ladies that I know, one of the things that frustrates me when they talk about the direct sales failure rate is I know so many people who join it like you did just to get the discount. And those are counted as official business owners. They were never going to do the business. They just wanted the discount. That's, and that's fine. Like if you can get a discount, why not take it? Right. Now it's a skewed number. Yeah. It messes up the numbers. And I wish that there was realistic data as a numbers nerd. Like I would love to see actual data from that. We don't get that information, but I think that's a really important thing to think about. The good thing about dark sales is it is super accessible to people that, you know, want to try out business for themselves. But that's also the negative part about dark sales too, is it attracts people that give the industry a bad rep because it's so easy to get started in it. Mm -hmm. Low bar to hop over, to hop into that pool. Yeah. But yeah. Well, that combined with maybe not necessarily the best trainings in some, for some companies and, you know, people who have never done it before and they're super excited. And it's just, it's kind of like a lot of noise as soon as you start. I feel like. Absolutely. So yeah. If somebody's speaking of getting started, if somebody wanted to get started and maybe they've done it before and they didn't have a good experience, they want to hop back in, maybe they're trying it for the first time. What is the biggest piece of advice that you guys would give them? <laughs> I feel like I could talk about this for a very long time. I'll try to keep it succinct. But <laughs> um, number one, make sure that you and your morals align with the company that you're going to be representing. Um, you don't want to, because again, you're going to be being yourself and you don't want people to be like, why would she be selling that, you know, or why would she be, um, talking about that when that's not who she is? That's not who I know her to be. Right. Um, and that you really are passionate about the product. You guys, um, how Aria was talking about that was mascara that she loved that genuine um, passion for like, no, I actually really love this mascara and I wear it every day. Um, changes my whole look, my whole vibe. I'm killing it. <laughs> like but the authenticity goes such a long way. Um, so make sure that you're not just saying, Oh, I'm going to do this because my friend is doing it. Or, you know, my aunt really needs a person on her team. So I'm going to give it a shot because without that passion, you can't, authentically share, you know, how passionate you are if you don't, if it doesn't exist. You guys also be realistic, but be excited. Um, it's like, I feel like through this episode, there's been a lot of don't do this, don't do this. This is why it's <laughs> that bad. Like you guys, there's so, um, I, I have friends who are still in the industry and I know personally you know, I've seen checks of people that, you know, are making forty and $50,000 a month. It does exist. It won't happen for everybody, but that's in every single business in the world. Um, so there is opportunity and there's opportunity to learn a lot about yourself as well while you're in there. Be realistic, be excited, um, be ready to actually put in work because it is a business. 
And if you want the, um, the results of being a business owner, you cannot put in the work of a hobbyist. So, you know, be ready to put in the effort that is required to build any business. And that includes your direct sales business. You guys, you'll also have to have a little bit of tough skin because there are stigmas and there are people that don't love the industry. You have to be able to you know, hey, it's not for you. It's not for you. And keep it moving. You can't internalize because the more you take in people's negative thoughts about what you do, the more hesitant you will be to um, walk in it boldly to, you know, be who you are and show up, be on the pedestal so people can see you. Because if you're starting to feel shame about who you are and what you're doing, you're going to want to hide more than you're going to want to stand out. And you need to be able to stand out. So that was like, there wasn't one piece of advice. It was me, but I was trying to say it fast <laughs> and have fun. Everybody wants to be doing, everybody wants to have more fun. So if what you're doing looks miserable, nobody wants to be a part of it with you because <laughs> you're miserable. Have fun, be happy. And those haters that talk, they don't pay your bills. So just <laughs> keep doing what you got to be doing. Um, and not just you aligning with, you know, the mission and the values of the company, but make sure that you're attracting team members who also align with the company and the product too. That goes back to like not being desperate, not just trying to make everybody join your team because we don't need more people in this industry who are doing things in a slimy way or making the industry or your company or your team look bad. That's what I would tell my downline all the time. Like really be um, intentional about who you're trying to attract because we don't need people on this team that are going to be spamming people or, you know, commenting things on um, different threads where it's just, you know, links and everything like that. We don't need more people like that in this industry. We need to lead by example and we need to attract people that are ready to be in that, you know, same space as well. People are just always trying to get everyone and anyone on their team. And that just does a disservice to us all. So just be very intentional about who you are trying to align with. That is so good. I love this episode. I'm, I'm so excited to share I'm going to do direct sales now. <laughs> Still not tempted. But I, speaking of people like getting to know people, the people that I know who do direct sales, I genuinely like them as a person. And so I also happen to like their products, but the reason I buy from them is partly because I get to know them as a person Yeah, and they've gotten to know me as a person. Like at no time has anybody that I've ever bought direct sales products from Hey girl me or approached me in any way that was not just like, I kind of want to get to know more about you and here's what I do. And honestly, every person that I've ever bought from has never approached me. I've always been like, oh, I actually need that product. So I'm going to go reach out to that person that I know. Yeah. And I think that it's important. I mean, like we have a strong community in the mob and we say there's a mob for that. So we go out of our way. Like if you saw my credit card statements, you would see that I spend a lot on drag sales and it's, um, that's intentional. Like I make the choice to replace everything from my toothpaste to my dish soap to anything that I could go buy at, you know, Target or a big box retailer. And I do spend a little bit more on the products and I do spend a little bit more paying like several shipping charges because I'm trying to support like all of these different reps in the mob. 
but you can shift your thinking. If you know somebody that is doing direct sales and they have even just one product, even if you can just shift to support buying one thing in your house, that is going to make such a huge difference to them, make them feel so supported, um, make them so excited and play like, what is $20 if that's what is going to bring joy to your friend and make them feel, you know, excited about this business. You don't have to do every single product like I do. I mean, you should, you can, you can. <laughs> but you know, it just makes all the difference for, you know, making those, you're going to buy it anyways. Why not support somebody that's out there trying to uh, support their family with this business opportunity? Yes. And, and the stuff is good. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, we should all share like our favorite three um, direct sales products. What's something that you use that you love? Oh, okay. I'll go first. Um, <laughs> so I love, and Christy knows like if I send her a message, it's because I need this stuff again. Um, it's the Pure Haven Lemon Sugar I Scrub. I knew you were going to say that. See? See? <laughs> I've never I, tried it. See, now I need it. It's Isn't the it? best and it makes the whole house smell amazing because it's all like really fresh. Um, I really like that. A cleaning product or body scrub? Body scrub. Okay. But our house is really small. When somebody takes a shower, I was like, I was like, and the whole house smells like it. Okay. That's not good. <laughs> but no, it smells amazing. And knowing, like my kids use it. So knowing, because I know that Chrissy really cares about um, like clean chemicals and, or not clean chemicals, but you know, clean living and like reducing chemical use. So I know that if it's something that Chrissy cares about, then it's a good product. Because I know that she's already done the research and I didn't have to, which is great. And you trust her. And I trust her because I have known her for mm, five years now, four years. Yeah. More than happy to buy. Um, anyway, Mar, what about you? What's one of yours? Um, I thought you were going to do three. Yeah. I know, but all I can think now is that I need to take a shower and I want to use this all. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm back. Okay. That's all I, can think about. <laughs> um, I love my noonday jewelry and bags mm -hmm. and headbands mm -hmm. um and and I also love like the good behind the good right like I'm supporting my friend who is a rep but I'm also supporting the women in these third world countries that are you know getting their dignified work like sometimes I feel like when I'm talking about it like I'm a noonday rep I'm not but <laughs> I'm like yes we're giving a dignified living <laughs> so, so I love my noonday goodies um from beauty counter you guys I cannot live without the beauty counter face wipes I've tried and other stuff say that too because I love them <laughs> and it's, it's obvious and everyone knows <laughs> that I love them and um my husband used one the other day and I was like, what are you doing? Like, who does this? <laughs> it felt like a real violation. I was like, you have your own stuff. Stick to your stuff. <laughs> Never mind. Um, I love them. So noonday beauty counter. Um, I used to be an isogenics rep and um, I'm not anymore, but I still love their products and their birthday cake shakes and their collagen are still at the top of my list. Their collagen elixir is a delicious and it works. <laughs> and so I'd say those are my, uh, I think those are my top three. What about you, Aria? So everything that you guys said, and then, um, I love color straight. Um, those are amazing. And I have a drawer full of them. Um, pretty much all of my makeup is either from, um, beauty counter, um, or Mary Kay. 
and um, my whole shower is like filled with either Arbonne or Pure Haven like scrubs and body washes and all of that. So I think, yeah, I think those would be my favorite things. I love it. I love it. I have some Arbonne in my, uh, I like their body wash. Yeah, it's all good. All of it's yeah, good. It's good stuff. And you guys That's can buy good. all of this at there's a mob for that.com and I yes. also have to say that like the alliance members that are in like direct sales they just really showcase the way the right way to do things so if you are thinking about joining direct sales I think that checking out our directory checking out the leaders that we have in our community like I can really stand behind them and just the integrity that they pour into their business. So if you are looking for an upline that's going to care about you, if you know you have questions, definitely reach out to the ones that are in our directory. Or just like I said, go out there and make that simple purchase and make an impact in a mom's life. I love it. You guys, this is, this is one of my faves. I could talk about this for a really long time. <clears throat> it was a big part of my life, you know, and it's changed my life in so many ways. And oh, like I said in the beginning, opening up so many possibilities and uh, direct sales led me to the mob. I would have never even, you know, gone to my first mob meetup if I wasn't in direct sales and looking for networking opportunities. I never would have walked through the door. I never would have met some of my closest friends. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing career wise. Like so many things would be so different um, if I didn't, you know, take that first step. Um, so whether you are just getting started or thinking about getting started in direct sales, or you've been in it a while and are thriving, or if you've been in it a while and you're struggling, um, we just want to encourage you. The mob supports you. Um, we want to encourage you to just really be yourself and, um, and we just wish you all the luck and success we would love to continue the conversation as always over the Alliance group. Um, we would love for you to share your favorite direct sales products. So um, tell us what you love, what you're using. Norwex uh, rags are also on my list. I like those too. <laughs> they just came to my mind. I love those things. Um, so you guys, so many great products out there. Um, and don't let the industry as a buyer, don't let the bad rep of the industry stop you from supporting the people that you love and care about, you know, so even if you're not thinking of getting into the business yourself, um, don't let that stop you from showing support um, to other women who are out there working and getting their feet wet in the entrepreneurial arena. So thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you. If you haven't subscribed already, please do leave a review and we will talk to you guys next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to Mobcast Radio, brought to you by the Mob Nation. To join our movement, visit themobnation.com and make sure to check out the largest directory of mom-owned businesses at there's a mob for that.com. <laughs>